from the studios of Fractal Recording, this is The Mystic Show, episode 101. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Mystic Show. I'm so happy to be here this morning. We have a great guest in studio, and you know how much I really like that. I'm your host, Chris Curran, and I'm happy you can join me here. This is episode 101, which is cool because we just had our 100th when my wife brought in some chocolate and flowers and some celebratory merriment as well. (laughs) This is the show, The Mystic Show, where we talk about spirituality and meditation and a lot of things unseen and otherworldly, including a lot of personal development. We really love personal development. I know I love it. I mean, I wrote a book about it called Leap Beyond Your Limits, um, which we don't, I don't think we've discussed my book on this show, but anyway, this isn't a, this isn't a purely personal development show. But anyway, my guest is is squinting and cringing at me right now. Anyway, we broadcast The Mystic Show live every weekday morning, well, at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on the Fractal Stream. So you have to be careful saying morning and evening and stuff because people are all over the world, Jennifer. I understand that. They really are. So and then we archive every show as a podcast in three different places. We have it on Stitcher, on iTunes, and on our website, which is, and you can guess it, themysticshow.net. <laughs> themysticshow.net, Jennifer. I would have never guessed that. <laughs> All right. And we'd also like to thank our sponsor, Pause Your Life. They're actually having their first retreat starting tomorrow. Wow. Yes. Big days. Tomorrow's going to be awesome. I'll be there. Uh, a lot of folks are going to be there. Uh, my wife and I are scrambling to to get ready and uh, make sure we do it right. Which you'd think with a with a with a idea like pause your life, like literally you're just hitting the pause button on your life, just be a human being. You think there wouldn't be much to plan? Oh, no. <laughs> Events take a lot of planning, and then there are those things that you can never plan for that you're like, uh, we didn't see that coming. <laughs> I did one a couple months ago, and you know I. Had, I never really prepare for anything, but I prepared. So I had slides and worksheets and, you know, I had an agenda and we started and stuff started happening. And the co-facilitator and I looked at each other and she's like, so do we just go with this? And I was like, I just took the paper and went, we're throwing this out. I was like, so, okay, guys, I don't know what we're doing, but we're doing this. And so you can, I'll give you all those worksheets when you go home, but it doesn't really matter. Um, and it was brilliant, but again, you know, who could have planned for that? Right, right. So, so anyway, that is getting towards our topic today. We're going to be talking about spirituality and everyday living, and maybe that's part of it. How do you handle 
unforeseen things. Uh, I just really want to quickly introduce you so folks know who you are. You are Jennifer Eurezio. You were a guest uh, previously on The Mystic Show, one episode. Um, not sure when that was, but I, I was going to look up the number, but it um, seems like I'm late for everything this morning. Uh, so you're the author of Soul Language, and the subtitle is very cool. Consciously Connecting with Your Soul for Success. And your website is soullanguage.us. And um, we had a great time last time, so I'm happy you could, you're could. you able to come back, Jennifer. I am, I'm excited. I'm thrilled. I have my coffee. <laughs> um, you know, I'm good. Uh, but I do have a really important question. Okay. And Why is Yoda sitting on the desk over there? Is no, that the question? No, I just try oh. to ignore Yoda. He scares <laughs> me a little. <laughs> Um, he's meditating. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, he's still scary. <laughs> so the question I have is, can you tell me a little bit about your book? Oh, my book. Well, yeah, it's, uh, it's called Leap Beyond Your Limits. And it's basically about personal development, but it's not just about goal setting and, and that. It really gets into the mind and it really talks about beliefs and the power of the mind and... I talk about different techniques, how to change your mindset and your beliefs. And um, one of the fundamental ideas in the whole book is self-leadership. Mm. So as a human being, you're a leader of different uh, faculties. In fact, you have two arms and two legs. You have to lead them, right? They're like little pieces of your army. You got to lead them. I mean, it's silly, but... No, it's totally... But it's your, true. Your body's just never going to go, if it's everything's in working order. It's not going to go, yeah, you know what, Jen? I don't feel like lifting my arm today, so you're going to have to drink that coffee in another way. It's just not going to do that. But it sounds like your book is full of really practical, everyday, spiritual information that people can use to build a spiritual practice in their life. Well... See, there's that word spiritual, and, and I, I really don't consider my book a spiritual book. It's more, um, I, and maybe technically it is, but, um, but learning about yourself and your mind, I mean, yeah, you're sort of moving towards spirituality, um, but, um, and I even talk about inner forming and outer performing, which is like, first of all, learning how to use all your mental muscles properly and learning what they are, because in seminars I used to ask people, do you know what your six mental muscles are? And they'd be like, um, no. They're just blank look on their face. Intuition. Yeah, intuition's one of them. Logic. Um, well, reason. Now we're going to have to go through them. Now I'm going to have to remember all six. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I only have two. All right. Well, you said, what did you say? Intuition. Intuition reason. Reason. I want to say imagination or creation but i don't know if that's right yes imagination is one uh perception is one. Oh yeah 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 and the will is another one that's right now it's all coming back to me and there's another one um yeah that's five out of six all right we've got five out of six people deal with it yeah pe- oh. <laughs> <laughs> if, yeah no here you go if you want the six mental muscles sign up for our email list <laughs> right. oh my that's god that's where you could get no no, no really but we just know, forgot but it's so funny because you know every kind of internal work is i believe is is leading into a deeper connection between you and your spirit and, and you becoming more one with yourself and as kind of mindful people we often forget 
you know, and we're so non-pluggy, you and me. So we often forget to tell people what we do, you know, and I think it's important that, you know, we do share because I remember writing a newsletter and, you know, do, 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 do. And my friend read it and she's like, well, I didn't know you do that. <laughs> and I talk to you like every day. I was like, well, you know, we, there's so much that we do that we just forget about it. And, um, we also integrate a lot. So when you integrate something, you're like, yeah, you know, it just becomes one with you. So you forget to talk about it and you forget that, oh, wait, everyone doesn't do that. Right. And so I just thought it was important that everyone knew really the man behind the <laughs> mic <laughs> right? kind of thing. Yeah. My friend Dan Hollis, he's always saying that your book is you, man. He's like, because cause he, re- he read it, he read it before it was published. He helped me kind of go through it and well, not go through it, but just give me feedback right. on it. And um, so, yeah, the book, my book is, yeah, I mean, it is me. It took a lot of work to do it, and it's a good it's a good book. People like it. In fact, there was someone here in my studio, a guest for another show. I didn't know her. I met her in the studio. How you doing? We met, talked. It was nice. On her way out, she looks at the bookshelf. She's like, oh, I read this book. And, and she's, I said, that book? She's like, yeah. She's like, is this your book? I said, yeah. She's like, oh, my God. She's like, someone recommended it, said it was good, and I read it. <laughs> that is really, really cool. And I was like, wow. And she was like, you know, then she wanted me to, she was going to bring her copy back so I could sign it type thing. But Fun. Anyway, you're right. We do integrate things and forget <clears throat> to talk about it. So my last question is, um, if people wanted to read this book, where would they get it? Um, Amazon. Okay. Good. Yeah. See? Yeah, go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble or anywhere. See? Leap Beyond Your Limits, Chris Kern. All right. Is that enough plugging? Because it makes me uncomfortable. I know, Jennifer. but I'm going to keep stretching. Yeah. Yes. But it's important. You know, I mean, it's so important, so many levels, because one of the things that we forget to do is acknowledge our greatness. You know, we do something and, you know, we kind of push it out and then go, OK, let you know, we don't want to let, let's move on. And um, I had this shocking awareness today. Yeah, I had an awareness at like six o'clock in the morning. I was like, whoa. You know, um, I was talking with a friend of mine yesterday and um, I put her in touch with someone and and that person recommended her for something, which is so great for her. So she's going to be a part of this, I don't know, conference. And I was so excited for her. And at the same time, I went, how come she didn't recommend me? Mm. And, you know, and I went, okay, Let's just go inward. Let's really pause and look what that's about. Because that's about not enough, right? Mm. And I went, okay, is it about not enough? Like, I don't think she thinks I'm enough or I'm good enough? Or or what is that really about? And I thought, oh, that's sneaky. That's about, and God is what I call my higher power. That's about, oh, I don't think God cares about me because God didn't inspire so-and-so to recommend me to so-and-so. And then I thought, Wait, if God didn't inspire her, there was a reason behind it. So I'm just going to trust God, right? Mm. Because that conference could have been on a day that I have something else or, you know, whatever, or it wasn't appropriate. It doesn't matter. But there's so many times that in everyday practical life that we choose to be disconnected. And I think that is so important if you're going to do one thing, which is the big thing, is to just notice when you feel separate from whatever you call your higher power. Mm. And that's the moment that you get to make a choice. You know, we often treat that higher power like Santa Claus. Naughty or nice list. There's no naughty or nice list. And so just notice and then just pause and just kind of 
I always do the train, the platform train thing. Like I could go to, you know, oh, God doesn't love me town, which <laughs> I've got condos, <laughs> right? Or I could go to look, look what the, the universe, God divine is conspiring for me. And I've really been noticing that a lot lately, mm-hmm. you know, and people, I've been talking to a couple of friends and they'd be like, oh yeah, we were at lunch and we were having a conversation about your upcoming workshop. And I was like, what? Like, oh wait, there is stuff happening that I just don't know about because I just don't know about yet. Yeah. You know, so it, I think being practical and everyday spiritual and creating a practice I know when I kind of started it, I wanted to jam all of this practice into one day, <laughs> mm. you know, right. like pick one thing and stick with it. Makes sense. Yeah. Like, come on. You know, we multitask throughout the day. Why do you have to multitask with God? I mean, yeah. <laughs> so the ultimate multitasker. <laughs> so, you know, it. I think whatever that practice is going to be, whether it's mindfulness, whether it's gratitude, Stick with it. Be consistent. Mm. You know, notice how it demonstrates in your life and don't do it because you want a demonstration because that never works. Mm. Um, But do it, you know, really commit yourself to do it. I think we treat spiritual practice and everyday kind of um, practicalities of spirituality like watching TV. Oh, I didn't get what I want. So I got to change the channel really quickly. And, um, you know, sometimes things take time to manifest and form and um and also people think that you know once they start being in connection they're never going to have another fear again right right doesn't really happen that way yeah that's not really practical i think yeah so back back to one thing you said before you were you started talking about this morning at 6 a.m when you thought you had a you thought why didn't this person recommend and you felt like what's not enough you had that not enough feeling Okay, and then you realize that God, at what you call God, is uh, behind every inspiration. Is is always there with you and and, and beyond all this stuff. So, right. so that's why when you called my book a spiritual book, I was kind of like, I don't know, because I mean, my book is yes, it's about learning about yourself. Here I am talking about my book again. Oh my god! Woo-hoo! No, but 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 it's also about like goal setting and achieving and attitude and stuff. And here here's the thing. Spirituality says that God or the universe is always with you. It doesn't matter what it, you don't even ha- you don't have to set goals to to be in touch with your higher power. You don't have to really. You don't even have to become aware of your six mental muscles and all that right. because there's a level of consciousness or existence or being that's beyond all that stuff. And that to me, that's when you're getting into spirituality. Y- yes, but. <laughs> You know, we also don't live on a mountain, right? And so all of that practical human stuff, that integration is needed, you know. Um, Ernst Holmes talks about the little mind with a small M and the big mind with a big M, which is universal mind, right? So, you know, that that oneness and being guided and being leaded and being connected, yes, you're going to be steered where you want to go and you're going to feel deep and you don't have to kind of do all of this with your mind you can do it with your heart but most of us never really hit that high level of spirituality when we are in totally in the oneness so we need to meld practicality and spirituality 
And, you know, God likes to be directed. And I, what I mean by that is God just wants you to be happy, right? So I guess it's my belief. Like like God (laughs) wants me to be happy. Like, so God says, okay, Jen, what do you want? And if I'm not focused in what I want, um, not from a ego standpoint, but a really from the soul's evolution, then God's going to bring me whatever runs through my head. And if I'm unfocused or unclear, it creates a little havoc, I believe, in my life. And, you know, part of spirituality is not just getting to know God better, but getting to know your peace of God better. So if you're not really aware of all of the stuff that goes on underneath the surface, right? And if you're not aware of what your experience of God wants to be in human form, then you're kind of missing some of that godness, I think. So everything's spiritual if we think about it, right? Because God's in everything. So God's going to be in your goal. Um, And I think part of the way that some spirituality is taught is that it removes the I from that existence and we're a big part of the I like we're a big part of that spirituality or we'd be in the God goo why would we be here and so I always want people to include them themselves in their vision with the highest and greatest good of all right you have wants and longings and needs and desires that's godlike. So might as well explore them and express them and understand. And mindfulness is a huge practice of being connected. Right. But one of the issues with the desires and all that stuff you just mentioned, and you said to express yourself and all this stuff, it is part of the whole process. But um, a lot of those things are what keep us out of um, a divine consciousness, if you will. Only the non-acceptance of it only saying that I desire, listen, I desire to be in the spotlight. There is a godlike reason for that. There can be an ego driven reason. But why, why would that be inside of me? If it wasn't divinely inspired, the the push pull, the non acceptance, the judgment, um, the place from ego, the place from non service, yes, keeps us out of that God consciousness. But, you know, I was never a big Deepak Chopra fan. I never was. And then I started listening to his meditations. And I was like, I like the way this guy's voice sounds. Like, it feels in alignment for me. And, and, you know, he's doing something really big for a lot of people. You know, he, he allows them to experience something new and a deeper connection in a mass way. We're not all mass, right? I'm not mass. <laughs> I, I'm not. I help people go deep really quickly. Um, and that's not really always for the masses. Yeah, yeah, it's not. So I just want to remind everyone, you're listening to The Mystic Show, and our guest today is Jennifer Eurizio. She's the author of Soul Language, soullanguage.us. That's your website. And your uh, the link to your website will be on the show post as well. Beautiful. And you're also talking to Chris Curran, author <laughs> of Leap Beyond Your Limits, and you can get that at Amazon. <laughs> See, I went a hundred shows. I probably mentioned my book like literally once in passing. And now in this show, we're hawking We got to make up for it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so funny. So, right, spirituality in everyday life. It is, you know, it's a good conversation because 
like you said, everything does come from God and everything is like the desires we do have, they are there for a reason. Um, it's almost like, you know, the whole idea of karma that most people think of karma um, in the in the meditation practice I do. We call it um, it's not. Well, karma is different. Karma never meant what we what the West think it right. means. Karma just means action. Right. And but of course, when you take certain action, there's a reaction. So and that's that's what a lot of uh, in my belief or, or in my opinion, that's what a lot of our desires are. They're, the desires come out of our past thoughts and actions. So one, uh, one idea about spirituality is that the more we have desires and the more we have actions and thoughts, we, we have more desires and it just keeps building on each other. And then it becomes, you know, um, our life becomes, we're just managing desires, right? Going from one thing to the next. And, and in that situation, we're not, we, we might not be in a, you know, the desire is the thing that is sort of blocking us from divine consciousness in that moment. Right. Because we're not thinking of God or our inner self or our power. We're thinking of, uh, let's, it could even be a Starbucks coffee. Oh, I was not thinking about God. <laughs> Starbucks coffee. Like, get me my coffee. No, no. But I'm just, that's an yeah. example of a small desire. Yeah. You know, but I want my coffee. I want my coffee. <laughs> you know, but then there's, yeah, I mean, it's just all so complicated and simple, right? And, you know, humans humans like to, you know, stretch something out and tear it apart and look at it and look at the little atoms and then try to put it back together. And, and being connected to whatever you call your higher power is so personal. And it has to be developed in a personal way, you know? Um, I could be saying something that you resonate and Chris could be saying something that you resonate with and you could decide to do them both, right? And create your own paradigm. It doesn't matter as long as you feel connected, whole and complete. And I think that's what being spiritual, being connected is. It's remembering that you're whole and complete. So in those desires for for me and in those actions, if I don't feel whole and complete, I'm disconnected. But if I feel whole and complete in those actions, I'm connected. That's an interesting thing. So how can you have a desire for something and feel complete at the same time? Because like, if I want if I want my Starbucks coffee, the reason I want it is because I don't have it. Maybe Starbucks coffee is a bad example. Starbucks coffee is right? a bad example. That's a, not a good one. Um, I would look at it this way. I have a desire to talk, teach, and sing. It's not because I don't feel that I'm lacking those things. It's because those things bring me closer to God. In those actions, I feel blissful. And so I want more of that. And I will go through anything to do more of that. I would get up at six o'clock in the morning and talk, right? So that's the way I look at that. I mean, there are those desires that we do based to fill a hole. And I'm not talking about those desires. I'm talking about those ones that in that action, you feel blissful. And it's a slippery line, you know, I mean, it, and that's why mindfulness is so important. Because if you're not going in, you're not being aware, not without judgment, just going, Oh, that's interesting. Um, then you can kind of get caught up in all of the stuff. Um, and I forget, and you know, spirituality is supposed to be fun, people. You're supposed to feel good. Yeah, joyful. Yeah. So, but that's interesting what you said, like singing is something you oh, like to God, do. I love it. 
when you when you said that was that was a desire, I I almost wanted to disagree, but then I don't know what you would call it. Then right. it's not a desire. It's just it's a maybe it's ver- a subconscious. It's it desire. It's I don't know. so. Um, it's an expression. Yeah, and but it it is a des- like everything in me desires to sing, and when I don't sing for a couple of days, you know, even in the shower, I get really cranky. I feel disconnected. I don't feel supported. You know, it propels all of this disconnect. You know, um, so I call it a desire because to me, it's like, oh, got to do it, got to do it, not in a ego way, but in a oh my gosh, I got it, like I got to pray. It feels compelling it's a um it's something i'm compelled to do so maybe those divinely inspired actions those divinely inspired desires are you know compelling things that our soul wants to evolve and be in right and i i I still don't know if they should be called desires because think of this do you ever desire to eat i mean you just want to eat like eating is so natural that Eating is part of who we are. So is singing. But you could make an that's argument. That's true, but that, I do desire to eat certain things. <laughs> well, see, then that, see, now that, immediate bar to your divine consciousness. If you're, if you want to, if you desire to eat something specific and you're thinking about that something specific, that means that you're not thinking about divine consciousness, right? I would disagree. Okay, cool. Because... It's like a way of celebrating. Okay, so I love olive oil. I had a client um, who wasn't really in his body a lot. And we would talk about food. And I would be like, well, you know, he's like, no, I just eat because I have to eat to keep the machine going. I was like, okay, I want you to go to Whole Foods. I want you to go to the cheese section and the olive oil section. And I want you just to kind of ground yourself and be present in that consumption. And he came back, he went, oh my God, is that what eating's like? I was like, uh-huh. For me, enjoying that, having the desire for cheese or olive oil is a celebration of everything God does and everything that individuals in that process, it's like a big gratitude fest. So, that, I mean, that's why we, you know, thank God for our food, right? So to me, it's a big celebration of it. Rather than, I need this because I lack. It's, I want to celebrate this. So I, I agree with that in, in certain ways, but I, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to clear my throat. I'm trying to reconcile what you're saying with what some of the masters have said. Like desire said, I mean desire. Buddha said, cut the chain of desire and you'll be in nirvana. And the other masters have said that Everything should be done in divine consciousness, and you shouldn't desire anything. I mean, that's what they're—that's what they all say. Yeah, and yet, I would really love to sit down and have a conversation with Buddha and ask some questions. Like, what did you mean? Like, tell me what desire meant to you, and tell me, you know, what. There's just so much for interpretation there. Yeah, but I think they were being absolute. I mean, even even my spiritual guide says you shouldn't—you literally should not desire to live or to die either. But at see, the highest level. But that's all judgment and consideration. That's all that's all black and white. And God's not that black and no, white. No, no, no. He's not saying black you have to choose between right. black and white. He's saying that he's saying that in this world we have life and we have death. Right? We're living. Right. So we know we're living and we have death, and you can either desire one or the other or neither, right? 
what he's saying is that's the duality of life and spirituality is is above that that god has no dualities there's no there's no attributes right. to god right he, there's no merciful god god does not have mercy god does not have anything it just is it just is so that's when we say god is merciful that's humans trying to make god like santa claus like right. you said so when you transcend this whole world which we're all going to do at death right there's not going to be any duality there's not going to be any olive oil there's not going to be any death or life it right. just it just is so so part of being in a spirit you know achieving a spiritual goal and i think that might be the whole crux of this conversation achieving a spiritual goal while we're still alive we have to transcend a lot of these things and if if you're so afraid to die meaning right. if you're clinging onto life so hard that you're becoming sick, you're becoming anxious, you're becoming worry, full of worries, and you're getting sick, that's that's not really good. That's so, actually a block. Right. What what you're really saying is transcending the attachment to the desire. Like, if I need this desire so much, I will not feel complete. With, like, I can live without olive oil. Like, I don't need the olive oil. If I don't ever... I'm not saying this guy because I really like olive oil, but, <laughs> oh, you know, but... You know, if I don't ever have olive oil again, I am not going to feel connected or consciousness of God. No, but will you be thinking about it? Will you be disappointed? And no, okay. No, you know, if I never sing again, yeah, because I think that's a true expression of being one with God. Right. That would be like, no, you can't pray anymore. Exactly. Or you can't eat anymore. Right. So you know, and we might not have a human word for that yet. Right. You know. But right now, that's a soulful desire for me. That's a soulful longing to experience something. It helps the evolution of my soul. It helps my consciousness. Because in that singing, in that moment, in that praying, I understand that connection more than, which I don't even have words for. Right. You know, and anytime I explain the words, it kind of diminishes it. So I don't try to explain it. Right. Right. But I can tell you, oh, wow, like... Oh my gosh, there, you know, I can tell you, there is something about more powerful than us and I can experience it when I pray and sing. And so I'm going to do more of that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that, this is good. So I kind of think your that use of the word desire for those actions is not quite in, in, it's just a word difference, right? right? It's like a meaning of a word, semantics. Um, But the goal is another thing because some people's goal in spirituality is to feel good. Like you said, that's one goal. Another goal is to achieve what the masters have said, like Buddha and Jesus and all that. Um, and it depends what people really focus on in their lives. I mean, if if people aren't, if a person doesn't want to aspire to be like Buddha or Jesus, like really emulate right. them and be like them, which Jesus said we could do, he says you can achieve what I have achieved and more. If if we don't have the goal that high, then we're kind of here and we're kind of living our life and we're trying to feel good. And yes, we're singing and we're doing radio shows and, and we're getting our Starbucks and it's... Yeah, but that's saying that that, as that kind of being is better than the wanting to be like Jesus. And I don't think it is. I mean, you know... Not all, not all souls want to experience being Jesus here. You know, some of us just came to go, okay, I want to experience play and whatever that is. And that's going to bring me closer to understanding the divine. And, and 
you know, sometimes it's hard to jump from um, not being mindful at all or not being connected at all to aspiring to be like Jesus, right? So you kind of need that, those layers. And, and if you asked me, like, when I was in college, you know, Jen, you're going to be like the spiritual person and you're going to talk, I'd be like, yeah, okay, like, what are you smoking? Because you're crazy. And yet, there's a part of me that that can see that that seed in me, you know, I mean, this was all started because I was angry and I was in pain and I didn't like it. And I knew that there was something bigger and I didn't know how to get there, but I was going to do it. And, you know, just from a, a, a pure desire not to be in pain, you know, so there are different levels of that connection and what we want in that connection. And, and I think part of being that kind of aware human being is going, whatever you want out of your journey, whatever connection you want, you know, and whatever you want to call that connection, I don't care, call it a tree. It doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, if you feel whole and complete, just a little more whole and complete, more power to you. Right. Without having to demean anyone else, you know. Of course. I mean, that. you know, I'm sure... I mean, I don't really know personally, JC. I mean, although I dress him up like Elvis. JC? JC. Jesus Christ? Yes. Sometimes I call Lord Krishna LK. See? It works, right? Yeah. It's got familiarity. Me and, and LK yeah, hanging yeah. out. Well, I always dress up JC like Elvis, <laughs> which cracks me up. Um, I do. And I think he's cool with it. So, you know, I, I mean, I don't know... You know you know, there was also he was a man, right? So he had man experiences, and he had human experiences. And, and I don't know if we brought JC back in this day and age, would he go to Starbucks? Like, I don't know. But I kind of have this feeling that, you know, he didn't create separation with him and his body or this planet, you know, that he did enjoy what this planet had to offer because that was part of the experience and part of the evolution and any separation between you or your body or this planet is going to create separation from you and the divine because you're creating little boxes for things and then you're not whole and complete right well you make great points jennifer uh about kind of like we're all walking up the spiritual staircase. We're all on a different step, and and we all do have different things we want to do, and and we're not all ready to to be pure and to meditate a lot and and oh, all that stuff. I'm not um, ready. I'm not. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. nowhere near JC. So it's it's great that you're that you're writing books and talking about this kind of thing because it really does help people. Um, and I just want to thank you again for, for coming by the Mystic Show. Thank you. Yeah, this has been great. Jennifer Urezio, author of Soul Language, Consciously Connecting with Your Soul for Success. This has been great. And uh hope you can come back again. Of course. This is so cool that you live close and we can we can chat about stuff. And, and, and uh, I like the differing opinions and the working it out because it's all the same thing. It's all just, the same thing. It's just like little words and little... Not only that, but... It, it's not about convincing, it's about exploring and deepening your faith and um, just experiencing something new. I love that. And I love that you're open to that. And as listeners, I, I, I'm glad that you're open to that too. So thanks for listening. I hope you heard some topics that uh, and some concepts and ideas that really 
you know, made you think and maybe you can meditate on later. So, so thanks for listening and uh, we'll be with you all very soon here on The Mystic Show. Take care. <laughs>